0: You said, what do you think is going to be the scariest moment of the upcoming trip that we have? Yeah. We were going to cut it so you guys can hear. And I said, walking to the haunted portion of the camp at night in, and not one half of one second after I said that, my headphones went Bluetooth disconnected. Oh my God.
1: And then went, whoop, well, I heard, Perfect. like, uh, is there music playing in your house? I heard, like, music.
0: No. <laughs> Why would you say that? Oh, because it goes, like, the, there's, a, there's a chime when it turns on and off. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> Why would you fucking say that?
1: I want you to have all the information. <laughs> We're back. And deader than ever.
0: I'm Tamara. I'm Kelly. And this is
1: Gould Beans. I did it instead of the thing.
0: You know what? You gotta switch it up. They gotta stay on their toes.
1: go beans. Um, my camping trip was great. I uh honestly oh, raccoons. They got into all of our food. And so we woke up, and all the donuts were like rifled through, and that's all they like really were caring about. That and the chips. (laughs) I was like, "Wait, did I sleepwalk?" (laughs) And no way. Shut up. I'm sure these microphone or these speak these like headphones have worked the whole time.
0: Literally, they have not disconnected once. (laughs) Do you remember how you were like? I can hear a yeah that like never went away like i can't it's not like the same thing but there's like a constant like kind of like
1: which is so weird because like i hear nothing oh you know what i mean
0: good and great if you like it i love it but you can hear it when i i can see it
1: yeah maybe the microphone can pick up all the traffic that's in your apartment
0: it's not just apartment it's like literally the ramp outside of my home
1: i meant the ghosts but honestly that too oh
0: (laughs) realistically it's probably that (laughs) did you have any spooky experiences
1: no i'm kind of glad i didn't other than the raccoons um tony had his guitar out and he just like left it out which is also just wild that i think about it but um there was like literally like a raccoon paw print just on his guitar (laughs) Oh I know honestly, like look at their little prints. I was like, oh they're so precious.
0: <laughs> they have thumbs. I know. They I They can like open shit up. They
1: did. Only the donuts though. Only the donuts. So anyway, that was my experience. Nothing spooky. Um, just that. And that's good. That put a fresh taste in my mouth for when we have to go camping. It'll be the same. It'll be light, breezy. Is it breezy beautiful? Spirit box,
0: <laughs> moving lake water, spirit children.
1: Mm-hmm. Ugh, oh, that grosses me out.
0: Yeah, I was listening to our most recent episode. So fucking funny.
1: So funny.
0: Are you having coffee right
1: now? I'm having I'm having a little uh, bubble milk tea, Thai tea latte. Okay. Um, it's from Woodman's, very Midwest, and it is really good. It's in the international aisle and it's Thai flavor, bubble milk tea drink. It's a Taiwan wow. classic.
0: I don't know that it is. Well, Taiwan classic?
1: It literally says Taiwan classic in the corner.
0: Thai Thai doesn't mean Taiwan.
1: I know. I know that, baby.
0: Alright, y'all. <laughs> it's good though. Um, I'm please. I was just gonna say I don't like the cans of bubble milk tea. It's I only need to like go get bubble milk tea.
1: I love Thai tea, Thai
0: tea lattes. Thanks to you, you showed me them. Mm. They're so good. Um, I'm also not having coffee because it is so late. I'm having like actually I'm technically having caffeine. I'm having it was like a Bigfoot sighting. <laughs> <laughs> I felt the same. <laughs> <I can> see. <laughs> I <laughs> Kelly's husband Matt just like walked past in the corner <laughs> and it gave Bigfoot sighting. <laughs> He's doing it again. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm having um, I'm having caffeine. Yes, kind of. I'm having a black tea, like peach mm. tea.
1: Oh, nice iced or hot?
0: Mm-hmm. Iced. I've been also having um, so much pumpkin cream.
1: Oh, my God. I have to tell you. Culver's frozen custard pumpkin spice flavored is literally the equivalent of the Starbucks pumpkin cream. I literally was just eating frozen pumpkin cream. It was so good. You have to try it. No, you have to try it. You're giving me that face. You have to try it. (laughs)
0: Okay. Okay. Okay, I will try it. It's just like pumpkin spice flavored stuff is not the vibe.
1: No, it's not. But something about it, I think being like frozen custard, it makes it like creamier. It literally tasted exactly like it. Like I want to whip it up and pour it in my coffee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> It'd be more cost effective than that It really
1: that would. I think I'm going to do it, honestly.
0: PSA. Try it. You have to try it. Okay, I will. Okay. Um... But yeah, I've been having like a fuck ton of pumpkin cream, um, whether it be on cold brew or uh, chai, The tamra consuming it. The Tamra. <laughs> um. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. I'm, I'm very into it. I can't help it. And I'm going to drink it until it's done. However, my <laughs> Christmas drink, I'm very excited about. I'm waiting till like it's like cold, cold. Why was it 85 degrees today? I don't know. I am concerned about global warming. I can't think about it too long because I'll get depressed.
1: The water wars,
0: they're they're going.
1: I'm not prepared.
0: I I, I got to get like a life straw or something.
1: I broke another water bottle. I do have one of those, so that might help. But I don't How think it like I don't think it filters out like poison or chemical. Well, maybe maybe not poison. No, Certainly
0: not poison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't try it. either. You put
1: though. cyanide in my water. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: try again. <laughs>
1: Anyway, um, yeah, we don't think about global warming too much because you
0: can't, because what can you do? I can't help it. (laughs) Because
1: the government said it's actually up to the people to recycle, not us and the companies with all the fossil fuels burning. It's you guys in your plastic bottles. You're killing the turtles.
0: It's me, personally.
1: (laughs) Tamara not only is responsible for the the very popular starbucks drink of chai with pumpkin
0: cold cream
1: but also for global warming
0: and for a long time i thought covid (laughs) i thought i was the the catalyst for covid (laughs) i thought i with my mind because it is so powerful i manifested covid because i wanted to quit my job so bad I wanted to quit my job, so about every single day, I was like, it's today the day that I just don't fucking go in, and I just quit on the spot, and then I never got invited back after COVID. I'm excited to hear what spooky story you have.
1: Ah, uh, yes. So, today on our Local Lore episode, I did a haunted house with a really dark history um, in Illinois, Southern Illinois.
0: Okay, I did a haunted house with a very dark history in Iowa.
1: Perfect! I'm gonna go first, because you historically have the scariest stories. (laughs) Um, I
0: don't know if it is the scarier one, but we'll see.
1: Okay. I I think I say that every week. Yeah, you're like, you should probably go first. I'm like, I'll go first. And then you (laughs) have the scariest story ever, and I'm like, yeah, good fucking thing I went first. Mm. So, the story that I have for you today is the haunted Crenshaw house in Illinois. It's in southern Illinois. Um,
0: Already it's spooky.
1: Yeah, honestly. Uh, Yeah. It's in Gatlin County. So, commissioned by local merchant and landowner John Crenshaw in 1834, the Crenshaw House was the residence for Crenshaw, and his family of six. He was one of the few citizens in Gatlin County who was allowed to keep slaves. And this should probably be a trigger warning. This is about horrific, disgusting things and um, about basically like trying to turn back the clock into keeping slaves. So.
0: Oh, OK. Hey. So trigger warning. This is pro-slavery.
1: Yeah. So trigger warning. At the time illinois was one of the several states that banned slavery um but salt work owners were exempt from this law and permitted to use slaves for laborious jobs of hauling salt and boiling of hauling and boiling salt brine water from local springs um crenshaw at the time was one of the wealthiest individuals in the state and with his wealth he built the famous crenshaw house on top of hickory hill near the town of equality so in 1850 the crenshaw family moved to the town of equality because the mansion was technically like not in the town it was just in the county and it was like on the edge of town Mm. and for the next 16 years the crenshaw house was managed by a german family that was hired by crenshaw after crenshaw crenshaw's passing in 1871 ownership of the mansion was passed to his wife and children in 1913 the sisk family purchased the crenshaw house and began conducting tours on the property after over 80 years of operation the historic property turned museum closed down in 1913 um, and it remained closed In December 2000, the house was sold to the state of Illinois for $500,000. Little upkeep has been done to the property, and it's still closed to public. Um, And they're supposedly planning to do, like, $7 million worth of restoration on this place.
0: Restoring?
1: Right. I don't understand why. Um, It's literally... So let me get to the horribleness of this place.
0: But this is just like such a an example of preserving things because we're claiming like the history of it.
1: Right. When like the history of it is horrifying. It's actually horrifying.
0: Like the history of it for the people who were affected. Right. And for the, is traumatizing. For
1: the people that weren't affected, like it's nothing. You know what I mean? Like the only the only history it has is like the negative things that happened there. And like uh-huh. we don't want to forget that these things happened and we definitely want to make like awareness that these things happen, but like giving seven million dollars for a property that was housed for something like this, like, I don't know. It just doesn't it doesn't seem like they're like we want to no. We want to celebrate the lives that suffered here. They're like
0: Because we can put a plaque up. We don't yeah. have to keep like the fucking building. We can put we can take pictures of everything. Yeah. We can do whatever. But why are we keeping the monument up? Yeah. Anyway. So
1: <clears throat> all of these things that I'm about to say are alleged, but they definitely fucking happened. But it's alleged. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not big enough for someone to come like running after us. But most Some family has outright been like, yeah, definitely happened. And then some of the family like, absolutely not. That would have never happened. Mm. Yeah. So while Crenshaw was allowed to use slaves for his salt works, he and his business associate, James Ford, were both accused of kidnapping and breeding free black people and escaped slaves in the free state of Illinois and selling them back into the slave state of Kentucky. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. In the mid-1820s and 1840s, Crenshaw was charged with the kidnapping of freed black people. On both occasions, he was acquitted. Of course. Of course. Um, the latter case involved Maria Adams and her seven children, who were abducted and sold to a, a team of slave traders named Louis and John G. Cooey Kendall. Fuck that guy.
0: Fuck that guy.
1: Historical records later revealed several other accounts of kidnappings by Crenshaw, and in 1828, Frank Granger and 15 other black people were kidnapped and sold as slaves in Tipton County in Tennessee. In the 1840s, Peter White and three other children were sold to a slave owner in Arkansas for a sum of $800. However, the four were rescued by Walter White, a nephew of General Leonard White. Um victims of Crenshaw's cruelty surfaced all over the slave states in the south including Kentucky, Tennessee, Arkansas and Texas. So like that is just people that they could trace back to him. So basically what this guy did was he obviously would go around and kidnap free people and escaped slaves from like traveling through the Underground Railroad And they basically called it the reverse underground railroad. So like
0: Oh my god. This is horrible.
1: Yeah. So the Crenshaw House mansion, whatever, its nickname, even back then, was colloquially known as the old slave house. And like Right. Because he was knowingly kidnapping people and free people. Free people and like keeping them keeping them there torturing them breeding them like and then selling them off into slave states so jesus
0: christ this is so disgusting that guy if there was a hell he's burning exactly
1: so on the third floor of the crenshaw house it was said that it was a large hallway divided into 12 rooms of different sizes
0: this is disgusting i know
1: i know it's really it's it was really disturbing. It's really disturbing reading it the fourth time. Like I was like, Do I do I really want to write read about this on the podcast? Right. So these twelve rooms were rumored to be secret jail cells for kidnapped free black people and runaway slaves. It just ugh. however research, researchers have disputed the claims, suggesting that the cells may have been sleeping quarters. But in the sleeping quarters. Yeah, sleeping quarters, quarters
0: for whenever they, after they were kidnapped. Yeah, they slept in there after they were kidnapped.
1: There's literally locks on the outside of the door. There's chains that were in, like, the rooms. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think these are just, like, sleeping quarters.
0: No, they're getting treated worse than cattle. Literally. Um.
1: So, yes, in 2004, the Crenshaw house was named as a station on the reverse underground railroad. To acknowledge Crenshaw's abominable practice as well as the mansion's role in it. It's really nasty. Um, That is the history of the house. Okay. So, then we can get into some of the ghosts.
0: The energy that's there must be horrendous.
1: It has to be horrible. There was... There was, like, a
0: passage that was
1: in um, this article that I read from the book. And, like, I don't even, I don't want to put it on the podcast. It's, like, so horrible and so Uh gross and disgusting. And it's just, like, the fact that that's something that, like, they know about. You know what I mean? Uh Like, it's horrible. (sighs) Okay. Ever since the Crenshaw House opened as a tourist destination in the late 1920s, visitors began reporting strange noises coming from the third floor, such as whispers, singing, and moving chains. Ooh. Yeah. Those that spent time in the attic have also experienced the sensation of being touched by invisible hands or the feeling of being watched by shadowy figures. Self-described exorcist Hickman Whittington from Benton, Illinois, visited the house where he allegedly witnessed ghosts of the dead slaves. Although in perfect health before his visit, Whittington later became ill and died the same night. What the fuck? Yeah, that's alleged, but that is a story that kept popping up as I researched. So another tale took place a few decades later where two Vietnam veterans challenged to stay overnight in the attic, ran out of the house screaming. They reported being surrounded by ghostly shapes and non-human figures.
0: Okay, so, hang on. But I don't like how that led with their veterans.
1: Yeah, I don't either. That's supposed to be like, they're not scared
0: or something like that. Like, ultimately, aren't they just men? Literally. Like, truly. So, like, it doesn't... I'm not challenging whatever's in that. For sure. (laughs) No, For sure. But I am challenging the idea that they would have just performed better simply because they're veterans. Right. No.
1: So later on, uh, a small fire broke out from an overturned lantern. So the owner at the time, George Sisk, halted any visits to the house. Um, And then in 1978, he did allow a reporter from Harrisburg named David Rogers to spend the night in the attic as a Halloween stunt for a local television station. He reportedly beat out like 150 previous challengers. So I don't know, I guess like he takes on challenges like that. So he became the first person to spend the night in the slave quarters in more than a century. He later admitted that he was queasy going into the house and also said that his experience in the attic was anything but mundane. He heard many sounds that he could not identify And he discovered that his recorder picked up voices that he himself could not hear.
0: So this is truly one of those ones where I'm like, you genuinely couldn't pay me. Oh, never.
1: Literally never.
0: Literally never. Like, I would not even feel comfortable visiting.
1: No, I wouldn't even want to, like, be driving past, you know? It'd be that feeling where, like, I cannot look,
0: you know? Yeah, literally. Like, I still get the shivers whenever we have to pass over Cuba Road. I'm like, oh, God.
1: I know. Literally. (laughs) Literally. So all of these reportings actually attracted the famous Ed and Lorraine Warren, ghost investigators extraordinaire. Um, And they told the tabloids in 1978 that their visit to the house caused them to describe it as the most demonical place they had ever visited. Due to, like, all the reports of hauntings and stuff, there is a lot of problems with trespassing, especially around Halloween. Um, So... Don't go trespass, people. That's not cool. So this last story is from a man who actually wrote the article that described the book that I was talking about. It's Mm. a good article. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to find his name, but I'm not seeing it. So I'm just going to call him a reporter? Journalist? Journalist. Mm Okay. Okay. So, he actually had his own experience. This is from his own perspective. I'm just going to read it, like, full out. So, he said, I had been to the Shawnee Forest one fall afternoon and stopped by the Crenshaw house on the way back. I got to talking to the owner about old photos, such as the one on display of Crenshaw and his wife. I was in my early 20s at the time, and I was making spare change, taking photos like that and doing pencil drawings of them, greatly blown up in size. He asked if I'd take a whirl at the photo of the old couple, and I said, sure, and he gave me a few copies to take with me. That night, I spread the copies on my drawing table and started sketching. Part of the process involved looking closely at the person through a magnifying glass, seeing how oh, the God. eyes looked. Yeah. So oh, how the- about? <laughs> I can't. Seeing how the eyes look and where the folds lie, the wrinkles, the lips, imagining the voice which came from them. Eventually, I grew tired, flipped off the light, and went to bed. My bed was across the room from the table, and as I lay there trying to fall asleep, I noticed a dark shadow in the corner by the table. That corner is to my left, right behind me now as I write. Though I've had many paranormal encounters in this house, aside from that night, I've never had anything happen in this room. The shadow didn't seem right, It didn't go the full height of the wall, but stopped short of the ceiling by several feet. It was about the height of a man, somewhat short and somewhat stocky. It didn't move. It was just an area of darkness, darker than any other shadow in the room. I turned the light back on, and there was nothing there. I switched it off and rolled over, my back to that corner to try to get some sleep. But I had the certain feeling I was being watched, and by Uh someone who wasn't very happy. (laughs) I rolled over quickly, and the shadow was still there. I tried opening the curtains to let some light in, but the shadow remained. I turned on a a small lamp, which helped, but it was still darker in that corner, and I still felt someone was there, someone menacing. As I looked to the corner, I thought the shadow was coming back, even in the light. It never grew as dark as it was earlier, but it was still definable. I don't know if I ever fell asleep, at least before daybreak, and as I lay there, I wondered who it could be. I tried talking to it, but there was no answer what i know what the fuck like what are you i'm doing? sleeping with
0: the light on i'm leaving the room leave your room what is wrong with people <laughs> not i tried talking to it that reminded me of i speak for the trees girl where she was like besties with the shadow in the corner like this person isn't like quite to that level but it's the right. same vein for me of like Sir. You're giving too much credit to, like, a being. You opened the blinds to let, like, moonlight in, and the shadow didn't move. Right. You turned on the light, and you could still see it, like, getting darker in that corner.
1: Like, bitch, leave your room. <laughs> My first thought was it was a former slave not wanting me to do the drawing. But that felt like a story I was making up for myself. What it mm. felt... What it felt most like was that I had conjured up Crenshaw that evening, staring into his (gasps) eyes, thinking that the horror he inflicted. To this day, I'm convinced it was him in some form, and whatever form he took, I didn't want to be a part of it. So the next morning... I have chills. I know. So the next morning, I packed up the copies of his photos and mailed them back to the Crenshaw house.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, that's right. He was staring... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was him. Yeah, of course. Like, he
1: was staring into his eyes. He was picturing what his voice sounded like. He was imagining all the shit conjured did. Him. Yeah. So that is the Crenshaw house.
0: Nasty. And also horribly, horribly sad.
1: Horribly, horribly sad. And you know what I never learned about in history class? The reverse Underground Railroad. Never. Never once. Oh, no one spoke a word of it. And so, like, reading that and, like, seeing that it's something that was Literally happening this as much as the Underground Railroad, like that's horrible. And I, anytime I learn something bad, because all of our history is so dark, like we don't learn the dark parts in school. And so every time I learn something like that, that's like, oh, fucking duh, that was happening. Of course it was. Like, right? It make it's such a disservice kids are getting in school. Like I learned about so history class was the same from like 5th to 11th grade you know in mm-hmm. some form of another and like how dare our school system do that you know and all they care about is like scores on tests and that makes me so mad because we are not learning anything we're not learning the real history of anything sorry rant over no
0: okay I was gonna be like cause we can get it you want I can get into this <laughs> you, you said wanna. yes and <laughs> yeah I was about to yes and you and be like mm. So like this is a white supremacist culture anyway. Don't um, actually go okay. for
1: real though. I just want to burn it all down.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. So the house that I did because we both did spooky houses. I love is that. The um, I keep wanting to flip the name around. It's called it. It's called the Ham House, but oh. <laughs> Ham is this person's last name. It's oh, okay. Ham. It's not
1: like where you buy the goodies.
0: Mhm. <laughs> the goodies ham. being ham.
1: it's been a long week i just need my slice of ham
0: ew do you not like ham i just don't like i'm not like give me one little slice (laughs) i need a cold cut
1: oh my god a deli counter is like my
0: heaven give me a cold cut well when they're handing out the single slices but i'm never like (laughs) right i could go for it I'm you're not eating. next
1: to the guy cracking open a beer and you're like, ah, my ham. <laughs>
0: it's like picking up a slice and dangling it. Although, when I was a kid, I was eating ham like that.
1: I still do. That's my girl dinner.
0: <laughs> Your girl dinner is a bag of sliced ham. <laughs> my girl dinner is
1: a deconstructed sandwich straight from the mm. fridge. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah 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 just hands in the shredded cheese. Hands, you know. Yeah, hands yeah, yeah, yeah. in the ham. <laughs> oh god. Put your hands in my ham. Don't actually don't. <laughs>
1: don't. <laughs> don't, please stop.
0: <laughs> okay, so the ham house. Yeah, the Matthias Ham House.
1: Oh so my then god, that's I got um, this information incredible. from
0: it's-
1: what? <laughs> the Matthias Ham House is incredible. Yes, this man
0: this man's name was Matthias Ham. <laughs> um, I got called all of Matt this...
1: Matthias I didn't know that was a real word or like a real name
0: yeah Matthias I... it's like a biblical name
1: I love that well I don't but I love that it's a real one <laughs>
0: I'm gonna stop talking please <laughs> imagine what if he found out that Matt's name was Matthias and not Matthew
1: that'd be wild he doesn't even realize how much I call him Matthew he's like you've never called me Matthew a day in my life
0: I you like, only call him Matthew. You, like, okay. never call him Matt.
1: Thank you! I was like, am I going fucking cry? He's gaslighting me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you've only ever said Matt. Ew, what? Yeah, I would know. feel, like,
0: weird. I'd be like, what the fuck? It is weird. It really just means he doesn't listen to me. But that's fine. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Matthias. Um, I got all this information from Dread Central, which is a website seemingly about just, like, historical haunted-ass shit. That's great. Bookmark that bitch. A historic house sits, no longer a home, but a museum dedicated to the birth of a town and a bygone age. Standing on the lawn, staring up at the windows, nearly every visitor would swear the house was haunted. After all, it looks just like a house from the movies where restless spirits dwell. High pillars stand over two entrances with two stories above. A tower rises from the center, and from its windows, one can almost feel eyes crawling over flesh. Its Its history is marked by at least one tragedy, where either bullets or old age claim several lives within its walls. And while any serious paranormal investigator will tell you that most haunted, most houses that look haunted are not, every stereotype has its source. Okay, hit now the history, <laughs> your face. I'm scared. <laughs> Here's the uh, history of the Matthias Ham House. Matthias Ham came to Dubuque many times prior to 1833, mostly on business. Through his dealings on the Mississippi River, he was one of those early businessmen who prospered from the age of steamboats. His assets, however, were varied, including lumber, agriculture, shipping, and mining. He settled in a small limestone cabin in 1833, setting up his business headquarters on the banks of Mississippi. Four years later, he was married to a woman named Zerelda Marklin. Okay, Zerelda. This woman's name is going to be Zerelda Ham. Oh, no.
1: Oh, no. I spilled.
0: You spilled quite a bit, love. It's <laughs> dribbling down your front. It's orange on my white pants. Oh, my God. Orange on my white pants. <laughs> a
1: Classic. Oh, no. Wow,
0: that's fucked. It's because
1: yeah. it's because the little, there were tapioca balls in the bottom of my Thai tea and I freaked.
0: Yeah, but the tapioca balls that come in the cans are like little tiny, like they're yeah. the size of Tic Tacs. So I don't like that. I just don't like tapioca.
1: It's a texture thing for me. I I it. I love Spiti chewing Fack on the like, big like, fat tapioca yeah. balls
0: that <laughs> in bubble tea. Otherwise, like on the on the bubbles. <laughs> uh, okay. okay. He was married to Zerelda. Zerelda, yes. Who gave him six children.
1: Ew, I hate that phrasing. Shut the fuck up.
0: I know. Although The size of his family What?
1: This is my gift to you, bitch. Like this is what I can do. What'd you do for me? Gave him though is so like No, it's so nasty. It's disgusting. I wanna make it empowering, but it's not.
0: It's not. The size of his family along with an influx of wealth provided by his fleet of shipping vessels, prompted Matthias to expand his home. His wife, however, would not live to see the finished project. Hmm. By 1856, Zerelda had died, leaving her family in the vast 23-room Italian mansion.
1: Oh, no.
0: Matthias, not one to stew on his losses and grief, was (laughs) soon remarried to a woman named Margaret McLean, who bore him two additional children. Ugh. This guy sucks. <laughs> he does. Matthias had a, a large observation tower built on the third floor from which he could observe the movements of his fleet. He and his second wife were, were reputed to retire to the tower after parties and watch the ships by moonlight, which sounds beautiful. Honestly. But he is a psycho. <laughs> it was the tower that allowed Matthias to discover the movements of pirates on the Mississippi. Oh my god. His observations. I know have you ever been to the mississippi river
1: i've crossed it a ton i've never like she's filthy i've never done anything
0: in her i touched her once and i was like she's nasty (laughs) incredible and and that's our fault that she's nasty she was probably beautiful glorious river before we showed up
1: honestly the steamboats the pirates
0: it only says sparkling
1: waters to me
0: and this is another aspect of capitalism okay
1: (laughs) the mississippi (laughs)
0: his observations led to the arrest and capture of a large band of buccaneers who swore revenge on the family however, Matthias and his family paid no mind to the brigands and resumed their happy life Margaret passed away in 1874 leaving the merchant in his home with his children, who were now mostly grown when he died in 1899 of natural causes bastard!
1: (laughs) I know, I needed him to be stabbed
0: in the neck by a buccaneer his two daughters, May and Sarah, took up residence in the mansion. Rumors of the ghosts of the captured pirates from so many years before did not bother them, apparently, as they made no note of any strange happenings in the house. However, after the death of Sarah, percu- peculiar, <gasps> hello, <laughs> peculiar, said <gasps> <Send> help. <laughs> <laughs> as it was, <laughs> strange things began to happen. May began hearing footsteps and whispers throughout the house, prompting her to believe that the pirates, all of whom were long since dead, had finally returned to make good on their threat. Damn. So frightened was she that she set up a signal for her neighbors, a lamp in a particular window. That meant help was to be summoned. Jesus.
1: I hope I have neighbors like that when I'm older, or when I'm older, when I have a house. I hope that I'm like, listen, if I put this lamp in the window, get your ass over here. What?
0: Like, don't, don't look for my text. Look for the lantern in the window. <laughs> don't, Paul Revere style bitch. I'm serious. The British have come. The ghosts are here. <laughs> <laughs> One evening, as she lay in bed, she heard footsteps again distinctly inside the house. She lit her lamp, took up her gun, and locked her bedroom door and waited. She could hear distinct footsteps creeping about on the first floor. As she listened, she heard the prowler touch from. Da- I have chills. As she listened, she heard the prowler touch down on the stairs, climbing towards her room. No. When it seemed that the source of the noise was just outside her door, she fired two shots through the door. The neighbors discovered the front door open and a trail of blood leading down the stairs and outside. The next day, the intruder was found quite dead from the two well-placed bullet wounds on the river bank. The fact that he was a pirate was not lost on anyone.
1: That's horrifying.
0: The city of Dubuque bought the house from Sarah Ham in nineteen twelve, who died in nineteen twenty-one. It was used for a home. It was used for a while as the home and office of the superintendent of the park district. Then, in nineteen sixty-four, the house was turned into a museum, which is when the truly strange events began to happen.
1: This bitch has twenty-three rooms, and she was there alone.
0: I don't know if she had kids or nothing. That's wild. Okay, continue now we're into the ghosts wow if (laughs) my number one eye woman wow (laughs) every single day by the way every single day that i work in my high school i am like one of these kids is gonna be like Um, so I found out you have a podcast. (laughs) I'm waiting for it. I haven't told my
1: softball team that I have a podcast either, and Matt yelled at me.
0: He was like, you're not branding yourself. Oh, that's different. I'm not telling my high schoolers that I have a podcast. You didn't tell the the people you work with. Hmm?
1: You haven't told the people you work with.
0: I told them I have a podcast. I didn't tell them the name of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's also different. You're not working with your (laughs) softball Those are your friends. <laughs> They're tr-
1: truly strangers.
0: <laughs> They're truly strangers who might be interested. They might have that's both stories.
1: True. That's true. That's true. I, I am asking everyone I meet still. That's honestly the only thing I care about people.
0: <laughs> and that's why we're here. <laughs>
1: okay. K- wow. Ray. Wow.
0: If there was such a thing as a textbook haunting, the Matthias Ham House would be it so many of the phenomena recorded in the house seem to be lifted straight from a shirley jackson novel that one would be hard-pressed to find a more perfect example and while there has never been an apparition cited the other phenomena more than make up for this minor slight okay see this is why you fucking go second <laughs> the most prominent phenomena is that of the phantom cold gusts that blow throughout the house even though the doors and windows are shut also cold spots dot the house most notably in the tower where Matthias would sit and watch his ships on the river. Others have been reported in Sarah's old bedroom, on the stairs, and in several other rooms that were reportedly well-used in the house's role as a family home. Objects would also appear to move unaided by living hands in the house. Not living hands! (laughs) Employees tell stories of objects disappearing from one room only to find mysteriously reappear in another when the house is known to be empty. This phenomenon extends to an upstairs window, which, when locked at night, has often been found unlocked and standing open in the morning. No. There's also a strangeness afoot with the house's electrical system, which has been checked repeatedly by electricians. Though they find everything to be in working order, certain lights flicker or stubbornly refuse to be turned off by the staff. Shut up. The porch light according to some accounts, refuses to obey any switch and must be activated and deactivated by unscrewing the fuse.
1: Oh my there God. are
0: also reports of strange light moving from window to window after hours when the building is supposed to be empty. Some believe it to be the ghost of the pirate slain by Sarah Hamm. Perhaps the most unsettling occurrences in the house relate to phantom noises. Footsteps are common, as is the sound of scooting chairs. One employee who spent the night in the museum in 1978 claimed to have heard whispering female voices. Ugh. One hard to believe tale concer- concerns the organ, which has not functioned since the house was turned into a museum, playing by itself when an employee attempted to shut off the porch light.
1: No, no, ma'am. Out.
0: I know. It has even been reported that some have heard organ music playing from light sockets.
1: What the fuck?
0: Like, what does that, that even is poltergeist mean? That is poltergeist-level fucking activity, bro. I, if I, if I, <laughs> <laughs> if I
1: am in this house and I hear organ music and I walk to the organ and I'm like, that's not it, and I somehow find myself, like, Squatting next to an outlet. Li- 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 and, like, I hear the, no. No, I hope something, a
0: gust blows me over and I knock out. <laughs> Tell me you wouldn't immediately shit yourself if you're like hearing organ music and Already. you're staring at the organ and it's not on.
1: Exactly. What do you do? What does that mean? My brain would be like, you're obviously Hi. Right, 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 right. And I and then you're squatting, which is a very vulnerable position
0: <laughs> <laughs> to squat and be scared. There are so many possibilities, bro. I could shit. I could fall. I could fucking get punched in the face. Like (laughs) I'm on the ground. I could get overpowered so easily. Squatting? Yeah, no, not me. And especially like, just imagine just trying to run
1: after that. Like you have to
0: get up, girl. I'm at with
1: your (laughs) knees. I'm
0: collapsing to the ground. (laughs) I'm so close already. (laughs) <laughs> I was just I was gonna lay down like there's what else am I gonna do I'm fucking in a squatted position with my ear to an outlet
1: <laughs> oh my god and organ music like that I <sighs>
0: Ooh. so
1: anyway okay
0: anyway. That. <laughs> since 1964 the ham house has functioned as a museum now fully restored its 23 rooms are furnished with antiques from the time of its construction oh i know imagine (laughs) tour guides cheerfully relate the story of the house of tour guides cheerfully relate the history of the house and of dubuque all the while dressed in period costumes are they asking to be like that's what i'm saying like stairs you're asking like you're dressed in 1877 garb right You are like, let me invoke the spirit of Matthias Ham. Right. Still, when asked, they tell stories of the phantom encounters and noises heard. They don't seem afraid, however, as the phenomena seem to attract attention to the place and provide the opportunity to preserve the house for future generations. The Matthias Ham house is open to the public on weekends in May, daily from Memorial Day through September 1st, and on weekends in September through Halloween. Damn. Most of the strange events occur when there is no living staff there. Those who have been brave enough to spend the night in the house report occurrences around 3 a.m., which is when Sarah shot her intruder. Shut up. Most phenomena in the house are reported in the tower, the master bedroom, the nursery, and in the servants' quarters.
1: Wow. And that's it. We have to go.
0: I have some ghost stories, I believe. Let me see. That's a place I would go to. Would you spend the night?
1: Like, are other people there?
0: I mean, there's 23 rooms.
1: If there were 23 other, like, ghost enthusiasts there, for sure. If it was me and you,
0: absolutely not. Absolutely
1: not. There's not. Do you remember what it was like standing at the Congress? No, at the Mausoleum when we were in that big room and we couldn't, like, we had to be back to back? (laughs) Like, that would be us. I can't go to the bathroom like that. <laughs> yeah, um, you can. I'm not squatting in the bathroom to listen to organ
0: music. <laughs> now that's more the most vulnerable.
1: I'm already there.
0: <laughs> so I'm on this website called, conveniently called hauntedhouses.com. And it's all about, obviously, like, just haunted houses. And they have on the bottom a bunch of, like, specific uh, ghost stories. So Oh, that's awesome. They have one called The Suicide Spirit. While standing near the stairway to the tower, unexplained, odd noises can be heard coming from other parts of the mansion, his lifeless body has been seen hanging from the tower on moonlit nights.
1: What? So someone committed suicide there? Was that the natural cause that the guy that Musgraves died as?
0: Oh my god! (laughs) Why, Why was there no context for the suicide spirit? Right! They're like, and
1: also there's that hanging body there shimmering in the moonlight. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. Hang on. What the fuck? Okay. Um, okay. I think they're talking about that pirate, but no one said suicide spirit. That's. Yeah. Anyway. One night, one summer night at closing time, the assistant curator was unscrewing the light fuse in order to turn off the lights in the front rooms. Remember, because you have to unscrew it. Yeah. As she started unscrewing the fuse, she was startled by hearing the loud sound of a pump organ. When she quickly screwed the fuse back in, the loud sound stopped. Some unseen presence wanted the lights on that evening. The mansion's pump organ isn't working. Being disrespectful about the existence of spirits in the ham house will be dealt with as a man who had been joking about the spirits being there found that the door was jerked out of his hand as he was leaving with his wife. The door slammed hard after he stepped outside.
1: What the fuck?
0: This is another story. See, that one, yes,
1: we're so respectful. We're like, actually, please, we get it. You're here. You do you. I'll do me. I'll do me. (laughs)
0: This one says, the head curator, Miss Greesinger, got a call from the police that a light had been left in an older section of the mansion. After arriving at the mansion, she went down the pitch black hallway to the fuse box with the idea of screwing in the light fuse so she could see her way to the area where the light was on. In the pitch black hallway, she became aware of, then felt a strong unseen presence that followed her around, like an unseen escort. And she went about the task at hand. Feeling unnerved, ill at ease, she did what she had to do as quickly as possible. People speculate that this was Matthias Ham himself.
1: Why would you have to. You don't have a flashlight? She's like, I'll just suck it up. This is my job as I dress up in period clothing.
0: Love doing that. Okay, this one says. Um, One night in 1978, a tour guide by the name of John spent the night at the mansion. He immediately felt a strong presence in the house as well. John wasn't the kind to be easily scared, so he stayed where he was supposed to be. About 3 a.m., the unseen entities made their presence known to the young guest. He awoke to hear a woman's voice in the yard outside his window. When he went outside to investigate, there was no living person there. Inside the mansion, he heard the distinct footsteps on the second floor of the original part of the mansion. Again, no one visible. He also heard soft, shuffling noises in the basement, as if someone was leaving or entering through a tunnel. And then it says that there's a note, and it says, in parentheses, there is a tunnel about 20 feet beyond the basement wall that has collapsed many years ago.
1: Shut up. That's horrifying. That's such like a... Okay, well, you definitely heard a ghost. You know what I mean?
0: like Yeah, like, oh, you heard someone pitter-pattering through the, through the walls? Right. So that is the Matthias Ham House
1: in Dubuque, Iowa. That was good. Everybody should go there and tell us if they see or hear. Everyone needs to go there and put their ear against an owl. <laughs> I wanted to tell you, I put in the... the Crenshaw Mansion into the hauntedhouses.com. And there's another story from it, so I wanted to tell you another spooky story. Oh my god, okay, amazing. Okay, so this is from the Sisks. whoa <laughs> This is from the Sisks who owned the mansion for 80 years. Um they were the ones that took it over from the actual like Crenshaws. Okay so they stayed on the first and second floor and never went up to the attic as they respected the spirits there they were interviewed by psychic investigators um for the book haunted heartland mrs sisk spoke of an icy chill that can hang in the rooms of the mansion even on hot days she had to stop taking baths because a mischievous (sighs) unseen presence would inevitably call out her first name in the hallway to draw her oh. out of the bathroom. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I know.
0: Or ignore. I read that. I was like, Well, I have to tell Tamara that. <laughs> Cause and like, what is her name? What's her first name?
1: Um, she didn't say it didn't say.
0: Okay. So, like, if her name Okay, if her name is let's use the classic name of Sarah. That yeah. is not honestly as bad as some spirit in the hall going, Tamara. For sure.
1: No, it's horrible. Sarah
0: can kind of be like mistaken for other things. Bitch, Tamara. For sure. Tamara. Yeah. Like,
1: oh, disgusting.
0: Um, like your name too, girl. You have a, a very, it doesn't sound like anything. Else. Kelly.
1: No, get out of here. Hate that. Stop. <laughs> um,. God. So both she and her husband felt like they were being constantly. Ew. I'm like. There's more? About it. Yeah. Oh, there's more. <laughs> both she and her husband felt like they were constantly being watched by unseen, pres- unseen presences. They had learned to live with their spirits, and the spirits tolerated their presence. There is more to the Marines or the veterans' quick exit one, if you want. It's like so. I love this site they got like actual like detailed mm-hmm. stuff i'm s- amazing that you found this never popped up when i was researching <laughs> <laughs> okay so in 1966 two marines decided to try and spend the night in the infamous attic the full treatment started at one o'clock in the morning when their kerosene lamp started to flicker suddenly a terrible moan reverberated and shook the attic's walls a cacophony of human voices speaking unintelligible words assaulted their ears ears while ghostly figures swirled and danced around them. Their only source of light, the kerosene lamp, blew out. Blood-curdling screams rang out around them, and they were filled with panic, which made them fly down the stairs and leave. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, same, bitch.
1: <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? So... Disgusting. The I they everyone casually left out that this woman couldn't take baths anymore. Like
0: that is easily the worst part.
1: E- easily, I could have listened to the whole thing and been like, "Yeah, that's expected." But someone like coaxing you out of the bathroom every time, every time she had said, "Inevitably, someone would start calling my name."
0: Inevitably,
1: no man. <laughs> so. No, ma'am. Everybody go to hauntedhouses.com and start looking up haunted houses. <laughs> no, because... don't go
0: so that we can use the website. <laughs> fair, 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 But if you've ever lived in a haunted home, or you've experienced haunts in someone's home, go ahead and write in at ghoulbeanspodcast at gmail.com.
1: Incredible. Or DM us on Instagram at ghoulbeanspodcast.
0: We would love to hear your scary stories. Like, I'm. that's not even like... I would love to hear your scary stories.
1: Even if you don't want it, like, real talk, even if you don't want it on the podcast, that's fine. I just really love hearing scary stories. So, like...
0: Oh, yeah. Seriously, you can say, like, don't read the... Or, like, you can be anonymous. You can say, don't read it on the pod. You can just be, like, saying, hey, I had a scary experience. Would love that. Please. Well, this is great. Thanks for joining us. And spilling the the ghoul pee.